Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit for sport for Tuesday, the 17th of August. Today, the most expensive part of Adam Scott's golfing career, Western Australia puts a price on hosting the AFL Grand Final, and why, for maybe the first time and last time, I'll be envious of North Korea. But first... The Cronulla Sharks had their finals hopes dented in Sunday's loss to the Newcastle Knights, but the loss was quickly put into perspective by a much more serious news story, as reported by Channel 9. An innocuous bump has turned into a frightening ordeal for Shark star Andrew Fafita, who is tonight in an induced coma in a Brisbane hospital. The Sharks released a statement late yesterday confirming that Fafita had suffered a laryngeal fracture and is currently in an induced coma, but is in a stable condition and will potentially have to undergo surgery on the injury. Sadly, that wasn't the only dramatic hospital visit in yesterday's world of sport. Former Wallabies player Todd Kefu is fighting for his life after allegedly being stabbed in his Brisbane home. That story also being reported by Channel 9 early yesterday morning and since then Totai Kefu has undergone surgery for his wounds but is expected to survive. Kefu, who played 60 test matches for the Wallabies, was part of the last Australian team to win both the Bledisloe Cup in 2002 and the World Cup in 1999. Gregan again and Larkham. Kefu. Totai Kefu! Did he get it? That's the match winner! thoughts with the families and friends of Totai Kefu and Andrew Fafita. With just one round left of the AFL regular season, attention has seriously turned to where the hell they're going to play the grand final. It's too early to say to have footy games with crowds and a million other things. We have lots of options once we drive these cases down. Victorian Premier Dan Andrews playing a straight bat yesterday as he focused on managing the state's extended lockdown. Meanwhile, Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan couldn't have been any less enthused about the prospect of hosting the big game. But obviously we're working with the AFL on very strict guidelines around all these issues and I don't think the AFL has made that decision yet. And while he wasn't exactly shouting from the rafters, McGowan has reportedly begun work on the quote, very strict guidelines, end quote, should the game land at Optus Stadium in Perth. Firstly, no partners or families would be given special dispensation to travel to the game and he would, quote, expect, end quote, players to be vaccinated. Take the bloody shot! Doesn't sound like Mark particularly wants the game in Perth, to be honest. Aussie golfer Adam Scott found himself in the unique situation of a six-man playoff yesterday as he and five other golfers found themselves tied after four rounds at the Wyndham Championship. But Scotty had one big advantage over the others. He's never lost a playoff in his career. Crushed it. Sends a nice message. Yeah, that's going to be right centre. Yep. So Scotty strode up the fairway, perfectly positioned to play his second shot into the par 4 18. All right, and it! Drops just below the hole. Boom! Leaves it about one metre from the hole. The other five players all make pars, and up steps Scotty to sink the putt, win the tournament, and walk away with a winner's check for 1.15 million US dollars. A little victory putt here by Adam Scott. Be shocked, even with all the pressure. He's one guy that doesn't wear that pressure, though. He's Mr. Cool. Oh! You must be joking. Well, of course he's going to miss it when you build it up like that. Scott tapped in for his par, and the playoff continued. But, of course, he didn't win it. No, American Kevin Kisner claimed the trophy and the prize money, while Scotty had to make do with a relatively paltry $389,000 US dollars. That he throws on top of his pile of career earnings that's just shy of 60 million. Australia is often called the lucky country, but right now, 
I'd rather be somewhere else. Hello, North Korea! Now, just wait and hear me out. I'm aware that North Korea is a pretty grim place to live, and that doesn't do it justice. But get this, they are only just starting to watch the Tokyo Olympics. According to British newspaper The Sun, the North Korean government have only just begun televising select events from the Olympics that finished nine days ago. In fact, residents of the country would have had no knowledge that the games were even on, as they have no internet and no North Korean athletes were sent due to concerns about the coronavirus. I'm listening. So right now we're all complaining because we've got nothing to occupy us as most of the country is dealing with lockdown. And those lucky so-and-sos from North Korea get to watch the whole Olympic Games from the beginning. And when I say the whole games, I mean selected events on low-resolution television without any commentary and probably doctored to suit the needs of the government. But still, imagine getting to relive Arnie's big win over Katie Ledecky in the 400 metres. Australia win gold, Ariane Titmus. We can start the celebration for Australia. Or Jess Fox's triumph in the canoe. She's got it. Jess I mean, boy, what I'd give to be in North Korea right now. And that is your Fast Fun Hit of the Sport for Tuesday the 17th of August. Before I go, I would like to selfishly take this opportunity to wish my daughter Quinn a happy fifth birthday and also apologise in advance for eating a very large piece of her cake after she falls asleep tonight. I think that pretty much wraps up this episode of Let's Catch People Eating Cake. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.